Welcome to another episode of Time Limit, the podcast by Team Gantt that is about making the most of our limited time on projects. All teams have a limited amount of time to work each week, and it's important that we learn to make the most of it. Today, we're going to talk about a bunch of practical tips that managers and leaders can start using today to improve motivation on their team. First, let's talk about why motivation is important. Nathan, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, motivation, you know, affects everything, I think. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, the limited amount of time we have, I think motivation plays a big role in how effective we are with our limited time. So, I mean, it can have a big difference on the quality of a project, the timing of a project, how quick it gets done, how well it's done. It can affect the morale of the team. It can affect retention and and people sticking around and wanting to stay on the team. Uh, So I think, yeah, it, it plays a huge role. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I think um, we tend to think of the topic of motivation maybe as kind of like a negative, like turning a negative into a positive. But I I kind of tend to look at motivation as sometimes reframing a conversation to get even more out of a situation or a person or a project. So it's not always a negative thing. It's just finding ways of optimizing workflows, building better relationships um, for a better sort of end Mm -hmm. product or goal. I also tend to think that motivation is a really personal topic. Um, So like what might motivate you, John, might not really motivate me. Um, Mm -hmm. I always. Yeah, exactly. Like I always think of (laughs) um, in colleges, like I've, I've done a lot of work with colleges where you try to get, you know, user groups together of students and they always offer students free food Mm -hmm. and it's usually pizza. Yeah. And that usually motivates them to be there. and, And I feel like yeah, that wouldn't get me there at this point in my life. Um, so it's like, you know, this idea that what what motivates one person might not motivate anyone else. But John, what are the types of things that you think kind of help to motivate you? I think for me, a lot boils down to problem solving and sort of the accomplishment that you feel when you get to the solution. Uh, I've always just enjoyed kind of having a difficult task in, in front of me and, and figuring out how to solve it, whether it was, you know, going through school and all sort of the the math classes with calculus and whatnot. And I think a lot of that like boils into what I do every day now with figuring out how we can take the problem, so to speak, of project management and how we can boil that down to a simple solution uh, for, for the end user. And, you know, I think too, like I still have some customer interaction and it is always really cool to, to get a thank you from the customer. Uh, that's always, a, you know, a nice sort of motivation where a lot of times we can just do things uh, and then move on to the next. But but really sort of seeing why uh, what we're doing and, and sort of the impact uh, that it has is, is just such a great uh, motivation for me. And it just kind of it's a fuel that just keeps the fire going. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've seen you faced with a problem and your your face doesn't leave the laptop until that problem is solved. John will just keep staring at it. And I think uh, a good example is last night. <laughs> so uh so you were up until four o'clock in the morning last night working on a problem yeah and, and i know that you did not feel like you could go to bed until that problem was figured out right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's definitely a, a motivator like just getting something done clearing it off your plate yeah i think like i i hate leaving stuff at like 80 90 percent yeah uh so just just getting to getting to the finish line or or at least a, a solid stopping point uh, is important. Progress is a huge motivator for me too. Like if I can finish a day feeling like I've accomplished something, I'm then motivated to get jump right back to it the next day and feel just as excited about it. Also, I just think for me, it's like general feeling of like happiness. Like mm-hmm. I think 
probably seven or so years ago, I started to think in terms of my career, like, what are the things that motivate me? Like, what are the things that I want to do? And I decided it was really simple. It's be happy, be happy with the work that I'm doing. And that makes me more productive. It makes me want to do that work a lot more. And it, it motivates me, I think, to do even more. So what about you, Nathan? That's a good question, Brett. I don't know. I've always been pretty driven. And if I know that there's a goal we're trying to achieve or a mission that we're on, it's something inside of me just keeps eating away until until we get there. And a lot of the, of course, what we do with Team Gantt's kind of like the mission is just ongoing. It'll never end, but it's just kind of constantly. When you see something that you know could be better, it, it kind of, that kind of just gets at me. I'm like, I know, I know yeah. we could do this. I know we could yep. I know that there's room to improve something. And then it's, you know, when you just see that and you know the potential's there, it's for me, it's like, let's, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just seeing potential, I think. Yeah. uh, Something that motivates me. I think one thing that I've noticed about you too, is what you mentioned about goals, right? Like having some goals in mind is going to push you to do even more. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about OKRs and how you're setting that stuff up? How you're working with them? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, so one one thing we we do is we set up the OKRs quarterly, and we do it for certain teams. But the idea is basically just kind of taking the time to think about what is it we want to accomplish for the quarter coming up, and what are those specific goals um, in the in the key results for them, the objectives and the key results. And it's just a really good exercise, if nothing else, to focus on what we're going to be spending our time on for the quarter and what impact that would have on the business. Um, and then we can kind of look at that throughout the quarter to make sure we're, we're getting closer to achieving that. And I think it just helps with alignment and with just in general. So we're all on the same page and we know what to work on, how to prioritize things. Completely agree. I also think checking in on those goals yeah. and dialing them up or down. Like I think dialing them up is as a motivator, right? Like yeah. mm-hmm. setting one number and then you get part of the way and saying, you know, we're going to push that up a level yeah. and see if we can get there. It motivates you to do more because you want yeah. to reach that goal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of managers struggle with how to motivate others. So let's talk about some scenarios and ways that you might try to motivate people in some different scenarios. Brad, I'm sure you've probably got some examples uh, over the years. Yeah, just a few. Uh, so I, um, I've worked on a lot of projects, uh, either as a project manager or overseeing a team. Um, but I can point back to one project, which was probably my single most challenging project in my career. It was a a really big website redesign. It was supposed to be done. It was scoped to be done in two years and it actually took five years, which is kind of insane when you think about (laughs) it. I, I feel like I could write a book about that project, but you know, because it took so long, over time, the team changed. And then the people who were left behind on the team, you know, from day one, just really started to get tired of it. Like it's it's like jet lag. right? It's yeah, like a, yeah. I cannot continue this. Like I just yeah. feel like I'm doing the same thing every day Gosh, yeah. or just iterating on the same thing over and over again, having the same conversations with different people. So as the PM on that project, it was my responsibility to try to keep people engaged and make people excited about the work that we were doing. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, yes, maybe that one product isn't the most exciting thing because it's taken so long due to factors that we couldn't control. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are things that you can control, like the way that you collaborate on the work, the way that you do the work together, you know, maybe transforming the way you're kind of creating deliverables. Those are the things that I think, motivate people, you know, trying to turn a challenge into something that's a little bit more exciting and works for you. Mm. But I also think just as a PM, some of the things that I would do to try to 
engage people because I think, you know, part of this is lack of engagement because loss of motivation, you know, being really calculated about communications. Um, So I would write a weekly email to the team and I would pepper in some humor um, just to lighten the mood a little bit, because honestly, like on a project like that, everyone's miserable. Like nobody wants to do it. It's everyone's last priority, but I know what needs to get done. So just like keeping people engaged on like what's happening, but also making light of the situation a little bit. It's good. Um, Also as a PM, a, a big motivator is just being present in your role. I think a lot of project managers tend to want to be behind the scenes and not engage with teams as much. Mm. Um, and in that instance, you know, I would stay until midnight with the team if needed, not really having a lot of work to do, but just being there to support, um, as a developer, I'm sure that you recognize like, that's kind of like a nice gesture. Like I'm sitting in a room with four developers who are heads down talking to each other every once in a while. And I'm kind of there to play music and order a pizza (laughs) and, you know, work on some other stuff, but, but not much with them. So I think that's just having a feeling of like a connected team is a, Mm -hmm. is a motivator in some way. Yeah. I think the, the only other thing I would say that I did on that project that helped was talking about my team and their work in a really positive way in front of Mm. their managers and our clients. So really pushing the fact that, Hey, you might see that this project is far behind and way over scope grossly. (laughs) <laughs> but there's really good stuff happening here yeah. and really good people who are connected to it. I don't know. I think the more that you can just personalize that kind of situation, the better outcome you'll get yeah. and, and the better people will feel about the work. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think the, um, the public recognition or just a compliment, I read something just the other day that said compliment can be more meaningful than a bonus or than, than money. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they, they know that, Hey, someone noticed and, yeah. And then uh, that that goes a long way, especially because you don't project. know what's going on inside someone's head. Right. You could be working on something and I could think, oh, he's doing a great job. Like to you, it's like really difficult challenge. And I'm thinking, oh, this is easy for you. Yeah. Right. So for me to come to you and say, hey, you're doing a good job. And I just let so and so know about it. Yeah. That could change your day completely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John, how? Do you, I mean, it seems like our dev team is all really motivated. What is it you think keeps them so motivated? Well, I, I think it, it kind of touches on a little bit what we talked about on the last podcast of really hiring and, and finding the right people. There, There isn't really anyone on the team that you have to kind of like drag to get something done. Everyone's really eager to, to jump on anything. And, you know, from, from my end, that that's awesome because, he's, you know, everyone's such a great team player. We all get along really well and we all help each other really well. And I, I think that sort of just the culture of the friendship that's there. Mm-hmm is, you know, a, a driving force of motivation because it's, you know, you want to be able to help out your friend or you want to be able to help out your coworker or it's nice good to point. say, Hey, I'm behind. Can someone give me a hand? Like, yeah, just making, just making friends with you, being good friends with people and having a good connection with them. Mm-hmm. It does. Cause you, you're right. There's something natural about wanting to help out your friends. So another thing is giving people freedom to work on what they want to work on, mm-hmm. you know, with, within, within reason, obviously. But if it's, <laughs> you know, if there's a certain goal that needs to be met and they can figure out how to get to that goal, I think is a pretty, pretty cool thing. Like one thing recently is um, we just, uh, we, we had a marketing meeting end of last year and we were thinking about what, what could we do to uh, just generate some buzz? And the idea was like, let's just try and build up our YouTube channel and get more people on there. What could we do? 
and we threw, a, threw, threw out a bunch of ideas. And then Michael, who is a, a senior marketer here, said, said, yeah, what if we just, what, what's just something totally crazy we could do? And I ended up, uh, someone came up with the idea of doing like a little comedy series, um, like a little webisode series. And they ran with that. And I tell you, I've never, <laughs> Jamin and Jason have been working on this. And um, I don't know if I've ever seen people more motivated than them uh, to work yeah. on this project. And uh, it's it's been impressive. And I mean, it was something that they totally came up with themselves. They thought through, I mean, they put tons of work into this, worked crazy hard to just go through, you know, challenge after challenge. And uh, it's really been interesting to watch. And they just wrapped up filming on it. This is something that, you know, I don't think we would have ever said to them, hey, guys, let's let's do this because we thought that's too big of a project. But since it was their idea, they they took it and they ran with it and they had a ton of freedom to do it how they wanted. And it's been pretty cool to, to watch this. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the way it is when you get the freedom. Well, when you're excited about a project the way that they are, you're completely motivated to get it done and do a really great job on it so that yeah. you can continue to have that freedom in some ways mm-hmm. to, yeah. to come up with new ideas and do it's more true. because you know that you're supported in that kind of like creativity, which I think mm-hmm. is huge. So I think especially for people who are more experienced in their career and don't need as much guidance, um, giving them some freedom to, yeah. to do work, I think usually yields a better outcome because yeah. they know that they're trusted yeah, um, and they're working hard to do a great job and show you that they can be trusted. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's having that mentality in the company that it's okay to fail. That's okay to, yeah. to do something in it and it not go well, like doing something like this, even there's no, there's no, I mean, there's the time involved, but that's it. There's not a major risk. There's, you know, right. If it doesn't go well. No, that's a really good the point. company will keep on going. That's fine. We tried something and we took a risk and it was a risk that we could, we can take. And so, you know, we always encourage people to try things and it's okay if something doesn't work out. Yeah. But, Especially if you're learning from those things that don't work out. Right. Yeah. Like if you can point right. to something you absolutely. could have done better or will do better in the future, that's, that's a win. Yeah, absolutely. So Nathan, you've mentioned the book "Good to Great" to me. I have it, uh, ready to read it. Um, but why don't you sort of give us a few of the the high points there that tie in with motivation? Sure. Yeah. I mean that 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 book's one of the uh, one of the classics. One that I uh, was actually introduced to a while ago back at um, back at the Roofing Company when we were there, and read it then. And then uh, I still go back and and poke into that once in a while. And there's just a lot of great stuff. Uh, one of the things they talk about in that is level five leadership. Um, so they have these different levels. It's kind of like you, like a progression of how you get to level five is you know, start out as a highly capable individual that contributes, um, then a contributing team member, then a competent manager, then an effective leader, and eventually you hit level five. You know, that's like they're, the way they describe an ultimate leader. And it's pretty interesting. So the and, and that book, of course, is just it's a study on some of the some of the best or really some of the greatest companies. And this was a common thread was they all had this level five leadership. They had some really good points in it. Um, things like, you know, leaders not taking credit. It's been said, uh, they've got a quote in there that you can accomplish anything in life provided that you don't mind who gets the credit. And um, I think that's that's an important thing to, as far as motivation goes. You want to be an ambitious leader, but for the institution, not for yourself. Uh, they talk about how level five leaders are a study in duality. So they're modest and willful. They're humble and fearless. 
They don't talk about themselves. They talk about their team. And it's, it's just pretty interesting. Um, good to great leaders were continually described with words such as quiet, humble, modest, shy, uh, mild-mannered. Um, and if something were to go wrong, they will actually look in the mirror and blame themselves as opposed to trying to blame everybody else on the team. And I think that helps people know that if something goes wrong, you know, people aren't going to come right right after them, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's also something in um, Jocko, Jocko's book um, about leadership, which is pretty interesting too. He's the Navy SEAL and uh, he's written a good book, Extreme Ownership. And it's just about, you know, when, when something goes wrong, the leader has to look at it and say, what did, what did I do wrong here? Not necessarily what did the team do wrong? What did this person do wrong? Because there's a good chance that actually maybe those people weren't set up right. Maybe they didn't have the clear goals. Maybe they didn't have the right tools. Maybe they didn't have the right training. Maybe, you know, as a manager, maybe the manager spread them too thin. You know, there's there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. And he makes a lot of points about how quite often it's at the leadership level that is where the real issue is. And the leader has to take ownership of it. So I think if that's if that's done well, I think that also can help motivate a team. Yeah, it feels like that kind of way of thinking and being would remove some kind of barrier that people might perceive, right? To to trying new things, getting things done in a different way. Right. Um, right. Just knowing that I can fail and it's gonna be okay. It might not always be all on me. Somebody right. behind me or above me will understand. Right. What I'm trying to do and stand by it, which I think is cool. And I, for me, that would certainly feel like a motivator. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think um, a lot of what you're talking about totally makes sense. And it, it feels like a big part of that is explaining the mission of the company or the organization or team or project, whatever it is, um, which I know that you've done. Like I've, I've been a part of that. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you do that, how you share that mission with employees? Sure. Sure. That's something we do at when we have our annual meetup every year where the whole team comes into town. We always carve out a little bit of time for everybody to get together in one room and just talk about that. Um, it's when John and I usually just kind of share, you know, the mission and the vision for the company and why we do what we do. And uh, we want everybody to know in the company like what our mission is. And, and then they kind of understand, I think, when they're, you know, every day when they're working, they know why they're working and that we're all part of something bigger and we're all part of um, you know, just try and achieve this this very difficult mission. Yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, Team Gantt's mission is to provide the best project management experience in the world. And um, we take that really into the day-to-day. Everything we do, uh, we always sort of keep in focus. Like, is this really helping create the best project management experience in the world? Yep, yep, because that affects everything. It's like what we tell our team is, you know, experience is everything from the support experience they have, you know, every question they have, does it get answered? Can they find it easily in the documents? Uh, how are the videos? Do the videos make them happy? You know, is the design easy to figure out and pleasing to the eye? Code-wise, is everything fast? And Does it actually speedy? work? Does it work? <laughs> does it break? Are they getting errors? You know, it's just all this stuff, you know, that it all comes down to the experience, and that's what we're all rallied behind here. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good point to make in that you can be motivated not just by things that are internal to your organization or your team, but, you know, the many people who see it um, and who are impacted by it um, should definitely motivate the way that you do work. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I think that's a wrap for this episode. Just a quick recap. A couple of things that we talked about. 
giving people freedom to accomplish the goals in the way that they want to, positive encouragement in helping people to meet those goals, having a clear mission and goals um, in order to set people up um, to feel motivated to meet them, and being a humble leader, not blaming others, but looking to yourself first. Thanks again for listening to Time Limit. If you've got any questions or want to leave us a review, we'd definitely appreciate it. You can always get in touch with us at timelimit at teamgant.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you at the next episode.